This is Sirius FM. We will now ask Mulana Suleiman Sahib to come and address us together with doing the completion of the tafsir of the Quran and Kareem. We know that Mulana is world renowned, but is also known in our country. Yesterday I was in Tohoyondo. For those that don't know, it used to be called Venda. And there, alhamdulillah, people have a lot of love for Malana. So, obviously, the poster was out and people may have seen it on different groups. So, one of the brothers there told me, mashallah, tomorrow you people have Malana Suleiman. So, there was another brother standing there. So, I said, not Malana Suleiman. Malana E-E-E. So, I'm also taken aback. I'm also wondering who's Molana E, you know, where did this come from? You know, generally the ulama got nicknames. Ulama have nicknames, we know that, and we know that probably we also have some nicknames, but we keep quiet, we don't want to worry about it also. So I asked the brother, what's this E, E, E now? So he told me Molana energetic, Molana eloquent, and Molana effective. So I said, subhanallah. So today we sat here and listened to Molana E, E, E. Hopefully with Molana's eloquence and Molana's energy, the words that Molana will speak will inshallah have effect on our hearts, inshallah. This is Sirius FM. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa usalli wa usallimu ala al-mab'uuthi rahmatan lil'alameen. نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومنه تداب هديه وقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في كتابه المجيد وفرقانه الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وهو الذي أرسل الرياح بشرا بين يدي رحمته وأنزلنا من السماء ماء طهورا لِنُحْيِيَ بِهِ بَلْدَةً مَيْتًا وَنُسْقِيَهُ مِمَّا خَلَقْنَا أَنْعَامًا وَأَنَاسِيَّ كَثِيرًا صدق الله العظيم Let me commence by putting on record my envy, my admiration for all those brothers and the respective imams for conducting this tafsir and today we see the fruition and the culmination of something that probably commenced few years ago. This is really an amazing milestone. And uh, for those that have attended, my plea to you is now to up the game. To up the game. Those who haven't attended, to make a commitment, as our honorable, venerable MC said, that you know what Monana mentioned, that make that commitment that I'm going to now be attending these discourses. And inshallah, in the time that we have, I will share with you some, some reflections, how you will realize that once you start connecting, the message that is recited daily in the Salah will give you direction and navigation to the crisis in your life daily. So every one of us constantly needs direction. That's the reality. And today the fluctuation is so much that if you get a motivational message in the morning, it's wow, but that effect withers away in minutes. You need another wow message by Zohar. Let, let's be frank. 
You get a message, it's like, oh, amazing, I heard something, this just blew me off. This is going to energize me, inspire me, motivate me, invigorate me. But so all the time, hey, you know what, you guys carry on, I'll make it here, man. Completely, they dropped. Someone praised Muhammad bin Wasi' rahimahullah by saying, Lil Umara iqurra wa lil aghniya iqurra wa inna Muhammad lamin qurra irrahman. You get some local reciters, some national, some international. Then you get the likes of Muhammad bin Wasi' whose recitation is exclusive for Allah. May Allah make us from amongst that. A person said, Kuntu idha wahantu fil ibadah وَكَسَلْتُ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ نَظَرْتُ إِلَى مُحَمَّدِ فَتَنَشَّدْتُ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ أَسَابِعَ Sometimes when my spirituality dips, then I would go and sit in the gathering of Muhammad bin Wasi' rahimahullah, and a sheer glance at him would spiritually energize me for weeks. My dosage to keep me inspired and invigorated would come from one glance. I've been given open time, but I can tell you from now with the open time, time is short. And I, and I mean what I'm saying, and I'm, and I'm behaving, I'm sitting on my chair. Normally, I, I, I like to jump a little bit, but just bear with me. Yeah. Allah knows for Qari. And the verses that he selected. And I want to show you how deep, how profound, how amazing, how unique, how far-reaching, how all-encompassing the Quran is. Myself and to my young colleagues, those who have supposedly studied, we haven't done enough. I don't know what to say for someone who has not yet embarked on this journey. The irony of the whole thing is, we keep ourselves abreast. With every news bulletin and every caption and every article. And for the majority of us, we don't know the basic translation of Fatiha. Leave alone the in-depth. In Bayan al-Quran, I was reading, the Mufassir writes that how unique is the Quran. There's a direct tie between the first chapter and the final chapter. So you have a verse and you have its translation. Then you have its linguistic deduction. So the philologists, the, the grammarians will tell you that, you know what, there's mutaradifat. There is synonyms. Allah could have used this word, but Allah used that word. Allah could have used this expression, but Allah used that expression. Now, outwardly, apparently, superficially, they translate the same. However, the adoption of this expression conveys this connotation. And, and, and this is keeping it light. Then you have a science called Rabd Bain Al-Ayat. Where a whole book is written, not on the translation, not on the commentary, not what prompted its revelation. The whole science of that book is to say, why did Allah mention this before that? And why did Allah mention this after that? Whole tafsir on that is nothing, nothing. Not touching the translation, not touching the, the backdrop of its revelation. Rabt bain al-ayat. Surah Luqman. Allah selects the advisors of Luqman alayhi salam. 
And among those advisors is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he told his son, وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقُمَانُ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ And remember the time when Luqman said to his son, وَهُوَ while he يَعِذُهُ was advising his son, يَا بُنَيَّ بُنَيَّ تَصْغِيرِ incorporated my beloved son, لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ Don't ascribe partners with Allah. إِنَّ الشِّرْكِ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ Ascribing partners with Allah is the greatest offense. It's the greatest offense. Then Allah says, in this discussion, in this chapter, highlighting the advisors of Luqman, And we impressed upon man to be kind to his parents. Follow my pattern. And then Allah says, amongst his parents, Allah singles out the mother. His mother carried him weakness upon weakness. And then the weaning process, etc. Now, in Tafsir Uthmani, in the footnotes here, I'm just sharing one. It's replete. What is the wisdom that Allah switched discussion from the advice of Luqman to his son? Allah interjected this. Allah is talking, and Luqman told his son, Oh, my son, don't ascribe partners with Allah. It stopped there. Then Allah directed from that advice of Luqman to Allah's advice to man and be kind to your parents. And then Allah resumed, Ya bunayya innaha intakum ithqala habbatim min khardalin fatakun fi sakhra. Oh my son, if you commit a crime or you perpetrate an offense, fatakun fi sakhra, you got to hide out there in the mountains, you got to hide out there in the boulder. We hide in here, nobody can come, nobody can see. Oh, fi samawat, are you in the skies? Monabrar sab rahmatullahi used to say, of course, now it's many years, but with the, with the you know, development of modern aviation and aircrafts and fleets and the air, as much as this is growth and advancement, we don't realize we're also now polluting the atmosphere with sin. So now there's zina in mid-air. There's alcohol in mid-air. There is so much happening in mid-air. You perpetrate that crime hidden. In the skies, on the earth. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah will present it to you. Allah knows precisely where, what, how. That is why Allah says in Surah Kahf when we recite that, that your book of deeds will be presented. And then Allah says that when a man will look at his book, لا يغادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة Oh, look at this here. The malaika. Oh, they wrote, in my sins here, they wrote this also, the message I sent to that woman. But the network wasn't working. The message didn't even deliver. No, no, I'll give you what I'm telling you. Sagiratan. The tanween there is nakira. Nakira is indefinite article. Indefinite creates umum. This is basic eloquence. My brother, if you start swimming in the ocean of the Quran, the Quran is in my hands, I have no claims. Allah allowed me to teach tafsir for 20 years. Allah's qasam in whose control is my life. Every year, I taught the same ayah. I looked at this, a different tafsir. And from that same ayah, there was a different message and a different reflection. La yughadir. It will not leave. It will not spare. Sagiratan wala kabiratan. 
No major, no minor, no small, no great. Illa bat ahsaha. It has encapsulated it. Are you looking? You're reading. And then before you want to say, hey, but this, this, this thing is a stern report, man. Phew. Breaking a sweat here. Allah will ask you one thing. Is there anything you find recorded here which you didn't do? And before you accuse me, your Lord doesn't oppress or exploit or distort or expropriate. It's exactly what you did. It's exactly what you did. The expression of the Quran, I can scream and tell you, if a person's quest is genuine. I was in the Bahamas. We were there on a holiday, but I was invited by the host of this event to conduct some spiritual reflections at the ocean. And it was a very beautiful uh, setup, mashallah. The brother had block booked the entire resort. They had a thousand holiday makers that had come greater from mostly from New York, Florida, and of course from uh, Canada as well. And upper end, you know, type of a holiday, entire resort was booked off. And so in the morning and the evening, I used to give some reflections. Uh, and mashallah, subhanallah, you know, professionals, elite, wealthy, prominent people, it gave them an opportunity to get a spiritual connection. Life is busy. Doctors, super specialists, holier goes. Suddenly, you're at the ocean. Here's the ocean. There's the palms. After Fajr, there's a queue of like 200 people wanting to meet with me. So there was a brother from uh, the Caribbean. And he was good in table tennis. And so am I, by the way. That's the one thing we played a lot. And yeah, I, I, I stand by what I say in case you want to take me up on that. Yeah. So he came to me and he just started crying. He read the verse, "Man yahdihi Allahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu." Right? "Wa man yudlilillahu falan tajida lahu waliyan murshida." I'm going to come back to that point where I told you here about Sayyid Luqman. We'll come back inshallah. But anyway, if I lose, please feel free to uh, engage me and interact. It, it's 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 just amazing. The problem is that chaska lagne ki der hai. In this hour or hour and a half, the aim is not to convey. To, I won't able to convey to you one surah. I just need to activate within you the dead cells. If that cell becomes activated and you get the taste, now you'll run your own race. Now you'll run your own race because you've tasted it. The delay is to taste it. Huh? What's, are you running in the cold? No, no. When the body releases that endorphins and you get that feeling, now you're running even more, you're jogging even more. Why? Because you know that ecstasy that you are experiencing. So he said, so if Allah must guide me, then I'm doomed. Then, then like, like I stand no chance. So I opened the Quran. I said, see, Allah says in the Quran so beautifully, there is the prerogative of Allah. And then there is the justice of Allah. The prerogative, the discretion, the choice of Allah is Allahu yajitabi ilayhi man yasha. Wow, man, this is, this is too much, man. This is too much for me. And again, let me tell you, you're never going to appreciate it in a translation. It, it helps, but you, you just cannot 
understand it. When you have the lughat, ijtaba, yajtabi, ijtiba, yajtabi is mudari, ma'roof, wahid, mudakkar, ghaib. You understanding Allah is mubtada. You understanding the context, the etymology, the, the, the formation, the grammar. Then the richness of the delivery is something else. People are wanting to find dining. And say, hey, you went there, you must eat the steak. I say, you ate it, yeah, it was all right. No, 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 no. How do you eat it? I ate it, I chowed it, what? No, 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 no. What you do is, you tell them to make it medium to well, my brother. Right? Then you get this like a mushroom sauce. Right? You, 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 you cook that thing like that. Right? Then you get some of this uh, herbs. You sprinkle that. Then you get some of that salt. You garnish that. Then you get some of this here. You khoi that. Then you tell me how it is. You're spicing that up. You're reading a translation. You're having a very watered down version. Start it. Commence it. And start learning. You will read and cry and cry and cry and scream and scream and scream. And say, Allah, you are absolute. I don't know how to thank you for Iman. I've said it to so many. I was in London. I was giving a talk on Quran. A scream and a brother came out of there. He said, my life, nobody made me feel so guilty like you. I said, good. Good. Because guilt will stimulate action. And if I leave you complacent, it will cause stagnation. You need to get up from your guilty. I can't pet you and you can't pet me because I did nothing, you did nothing. I said, look at the Quran. Allahu yajtabi ilayhi man yasha. Allahu yajtabi ilayhi man yasha. Allah says, I select whosoever I want. So that's one. This is the discretion of Allah. I wanted to make him a prophet. I made him a prophet. Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalata. I know where to place prophethood. So the kuffar of Makkah made an objection. First they said, no, we don't accept the Quran. We're not convinced on the veracity of the Quran. Then they said, uh, no, okay, the Quran is true, but we're doubting the person on whom it was revealed. You know, now when you want to make up stories and everything. So Allah gave an answer, man. Again, I'm telling you, 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 your brain just shuts down. So then they gave, they proposed their own candidates. Actually, the Quran is fine. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's fine. But Muhammad was not the most deserving candidate. Hogwash. Who are you to decide who's the most deserving candidate? And then they make their own proposals that it was actually Urwa bin Mas'ud Taqafi or it was Abu Jahal. These were more prominent uh, candidates to be the recipient of the Quran. So again, a verse of the Quran. So Allah says, وَقَالُوا لَوْ لَا نُزِّلَ آذَا الْقُرْآنُ عَلَىٰ رَجُلٍ مِنَ الْقَرْيَتَيْنِ عَظِيمٍ أي على رجل عظيم من القريتين. So why wasn't the Quran revealed to a more prominent person? Allah, Allahu Akbar. You know, when you read it, you just tear, man. You just tear. أَهُمْ يَقْسِمُونَ رَحْمَةَ رَبِّكَ Are they trying to decide where I must distribute prophethood? For the record, 
I don't consult with them in the distribution of their own sustenance. What an audacity for them to be nosy on who I must give profit would. Allah says, I don't ask you how much money you must get. I decided, you want to tell me who must get profit would? Boss, I think you must close early tomorrow. Eh, say what? Who ends our winner? Who ends our winner? No, I think, you know what? It's better here. It's winter. You must close. You t- so, no, no, no. I'm saying the other guy, not you. I'm saying hello. Yeah. You're telling me. Ahum yaqsimuna rahmata rabbik. Ahum, ahum yaqsimuna rahmata rabbik. So Allah says, I select, I choose. Allah's choice. Then Allah speaks in the Quran so many places. وَرَبُّكَ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ وَيَخْتَارُ مَا كَانَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةِ Allah chooses, Allah selects. Recently I was invited to a jalsa, and as I entered there, they called up the boy to complete. I was invited to give the talk there. Hafiz Muhammad Singh and Hafiz Yusuf Mudli. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allah chooses. Born in the home of Kufr. Grew up half his life as a kafir. Both fathers have reverted to Islam. Coming back from Tamil backgrounds. Allah has selected for them to memorize the Quran. وَرَبُّكَ يَخْلُقُ مَا Your Lord creates what He wants. وَيَخْتَارْ And chooses whom He wants. مَا كَانَ لَهُمُ The creation has no choice in my selection. I created all the fruits, but I decided this fruit will be more healthy. Why? Because I decided. Wow. I created all the prophets and they're the best, but within them, these are better, they, these are greater, not better, all are great. These are more in rank. فَاصْبِرْ كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُ الْعَزْمِ مِنَ الرُّسُلِ شَرَعَ لَكُمْ مِنَ الدِّينِ مَا وَصَّى بِهِ نُوحَا وَالَّذِي أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ So Allah says one is his selection. He can choose. He chooses whomsoever he wants. That's his right. Then the second, the justice of Allah. وَيَهْدِي إِلَيْهِ مَنْ يُنِيبُ Wow. This is clear. Sometimes you're in a discussion with a non-Muslim. You're in a debate. You, you, you're inviting him to Islam. He's having this challenge, opposition, whatever it is. وَيَهْدِي And that's what I told to this brother from the Caribbean. And Allah will guide to him whoever inclines to Allah. So the justice of Allah is that whoever desires the truth, Allah will never buy you or deny you from it. So some people, Allah says, I will bless them without them desiring. That's my choice. He's, he's so brilliant. I mean, I'm breaking my head to memorize it. Mashallah, he just that. That's my selection. You cannot refer to Allah as discriminating in any way because who he favors, that's his grace. But his justice is if you come towards him, he never drives you away. That's the balance. I always tell youth that are recovering from drugs. I say, see, we never said giving up drugs is easy. All we're saying is it's possible. He says it's very difficult. 
before you say, I'll tell you it's difficult. The claim was never, it's simple. The claim is, it's possible. They say you can read it as impossible or impossible. Choice is yours. Semantics. So Allah says, whoever will turn to Allah, Allah will guide him. That's the justice. Whatever your problem is, you've got to turn and persevere. That, that's, that's, this is concrete. This is firm. This is absolute. This is final. This is not if and when. For the rest of them, they follow in suspicion, speculation, assumption. And you cannot match speculation with the absolute truth. Was it not somebody who went to visit Einstein? And then they seen a horseshoe at the behind the door. So in the superstitious world, it's perceived that a horseshoe gives a good omen. In the superstitious world, in Islam, there's no superstition. Right? La shu'uma. As we learn from the hadith, it's in Mishkat. So in the superstitious world, like we have the black cat or the owl or whatever, you know, he's a leaking, rat running. A lot of these things, then we must come out of ignorance. Some people have this thing here, but they come by the toilet. So what happened? Chasing the jinnat. If jinnat run like that, my brother, we don't need armies. And as it is, you know what's the bogus operations? Aha <coughs> is mentioned in the books of fiqh. After relieving yourself, clear your throat. So if there's any drops of urine, let it fall. What is jinnat going to run from your... I mean, mean, ignorance is on another level, man. On another level. I heard this, I read this, I assumed this, I was told this here. Separate religion from custom and culture. Move up. Dean is pure. Dean is clean. Dean don't need a shine. It needs you to undo the scars you put on it. This Dean has its own glitter and glamour. It's got its own attraction. It don't need polish. It's got its own shine. But you know what? There's rust because we've distorted it. Undo that. The own shine is there. It's pure. It's wholesome. It's clean. So, whoever turns to Allah sincerely, Allah will never turn him down. Okay, coming back to that, I was telling you, Rabbain al-Ayat. And it's amazing how each Mufassir goes into a different... I didn't even start with what Karisab said. Remember I told you we start in there? We didn't even start there. I can't, my brother. I can never. My, I just need you to become hungry and to become thirsty. The aim Mufti Shafi Sab Rahmatullah said, Quran ko khatam karna maqsood nahi. Quran mein apni zindagi ko khatam karna maqsood hai. The aim is not to end your, the, the Qur'an. That's a milestone, but it's not the aim. The aim is to end your life in the Qur'an. It's not like, hey, I'm done. How many people phone me and they say, hey, I heard this talk of yours. I really want to start, hey, but I'm 38 now. When will I finish? I said, that's the problem. The aim is not to finish. 
The aim is to finish your life in the Quran. It's not that when I'm going to have a graduation. No, I'm learning. There's a good dentist friend of mine. Also, he started. I said, mashallah, be at it. Just your basic translation. And when you start reciting Quran and understanding it, the lutf, the halawat, something else. Okay, so then we were talking there. Allah told the advice of Luqman to his son. Don't ascribe partners with Allah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala interjected, right, between the two with a separate advice. And that was Allah's advice to mankind. Take care of your parents. So the scholars write, and this is a whole book. Probably many of us don't even know it's a science that exists. Rabbain al-ayat. The reason why Allah digressed from the advice of Luqman and interjected it with his own advice and then resumed because Luqman didn't tell his child, oh my son, obey me. Luqman told his son, oh my child, obey Allah. So Allah is now telling the son, oh my servant, respect your father. So the father impressed upon the child obedience to Allah. So Allah impressed upon the child and every one of us because we all have parents. My beloved mom, may Allah reward her. She always tells me this. She tells me, my son, the topic of parenting applies to parents. But the topic of kindness to parents applies to every human. The topic of parenting is those that are parents. I walked into a bookshop more when these youngsters, my sons were small, trying to read. You know, they say parenting is like dialing a number. You miss one digit, you don't get through. You miss one digit. And then as an afterthought, if you dial it, you still don't get through. You say, hey, I'm supposed to tell him this. Yeah, okay, now put a six in the end. No, 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 the gold counts first. Don't work. So we walked into the shop. I'm looking at this book here, Perfect Parent. I looked at this, I said, hey, that guy looked at me, I looked at him, he said, it's real. I said, nah, <laughs> nah, that's not, not going to be wrong. But his children today, perfect parenting. Anyway, parenting applies to the parent. But kindness to parents applies to every soul on earth. Whether your parent is alive or is gone. Pasina had se barkar bi meri khatir bahaya hai kara rehta hoon shahon mein jo apna sar utakar mein mere walid ne mujhe aaj is qabil banaya hai uthe mahroom ta'leem se my father was uneducated but lo and behold he taught me what values Pasina had se barkar bi meri khatir bahaya hai. He toiled and labored relentlessly to shape me into a good human. And each one of us can speak, and I say this literally of my dad. May Allah bless him, may Allah reward him. As a child growing up, you know, my father had disciplined me. And often when I think back of these days, I just appreciate the richness of his discipline. So part of the measures of discipline in me was 
he used to make me read the 40 durud. And I still have these memories of screaming and yelling in anger. And he's and sometimes I used to read it 10 times a day. For every slip up, for every offense, this was it. Today I greet the humble and the elite, the simple and the prominent, and I can stand tall in society. Credit goes to my parents for the values they've impressed upon me. So Allah impressed upon the the children, be kind to your parents. And then read the words of the Quran. When you listen to it, and then you, you, you tell yourself, oops, no, no. My mom's been throwing a tantrum, she's nagging, she's repeating. Today, medical science say that one at 60 and at the age of six, their the psychology, their mindset, their pattern is pretty much the same. Nobody gets upset with a six-year-old or a five-year-old that's repeating. It's sweet, it's cute, it's adorable. Why do you get upset when the 60-year-old does that? It's gerontology. It's going back. And again, Allah speaks about this in the Quran. Allahu khalaqakum. I created you. yatawaffakum. And I will give you death. Waminkum man yutawaffa. Some of you die early. I know of a brother, may Allah make it easy for him, had multiple children. His wife's pregnancy would go normal. The birth would go normal. Allah knows best. Five minutes after birth, the child passes away. And this happened to four children of his. Nothing can be detected medically, scientifically. The birth is normal. The, the gestation period is normal. The fetus development is normal. The embryo's formation is normal. The, the delivery goes right. Five minutes later, Allah's will. The Quran says it in two words. Some, they barely come and we take them. Now look, look at this. This is what I'm telling you. Wallahi, I, I don't know. I can ask my students. I've said it to them in class. I just walk out and I just cry. I just walk out and I just cry. I said, this, this, just, you, you cannot. There's no way a human can convey how amazing this book is. And some of you are those men who you raddu are returned. Returned is suggestive of the fact that you were there before. You know, in Canada, when a person is discharged from hospital, then they don't say discharged, they say he's released. And if you really look at it, release in our context is the connotations of being shackled. And a, and a medical facility, in a certain way, has its own forms of kind of shackling you. May Allah make it easy for everyone and grant ease and afia. So the term release kind of insinuates and implies subtly, like we would say, release from jail. Like you were held there. So Allah didn't say some of you are taken to the worst age. Allah says, the text of the Quran, yuraddu. Yuraddu means return. That means you come in from there before. Meaning you were there when you were a child. We take you back there. We take you back there. Weakening, 
Mother Nature starts claiming back all the faculties in installments. The vision is slowing down, the hearing is slowing down, there's back pain, there's movement, it's going slow, it's going slow. Then Allah says, why I do this? La ilaha illallah. Today you call it dementia, today you call it Alzheimer's. You will call it and call it, I swear by my Allah in whose control is my life. It's all mentioned in the Quran. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, it's everything here. Human intellect is evolving gradually to tap into what's mentioned here already. So now you decide. There was a doctor in, uh, I, I forgot which country. He was a dermatologist. I read the article. He became a Muslim on one verse of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the punishment of the occupants of hell. Every time their skin will ripen, we will then replace their skin in hell. A new layer will be placed so that the skin doesn't become numb and the intensity and the gravity of the torment is sustained at that high level. The eye releases a hint to the pain receptors in the skin, which is a relatively recent discovery of medical science. When I say relatively, probably 50, 60, 100 years ago. But of course, the Quran is dating back to centuries ago. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us detailed explanation of everything. Let's look at this ayah that our Qaris have recited. So, it's a verse here of the 19 Jews, and it's in a continuation he recited from, وَلَقَدْ صَرَّفْنَاهُ بَيْنَهُمْ لِيَذَّكَّرُوا The verse preceding that, in Surah Furqan, Allah says, we send down water. We send down water. Now again, the water, right? We, we, we drink this water here, and, and if you look at the verses and you drink it, the feeling is so different. Allah says, when you drink, now imagine you, you have the ayat. Allah is asking, literal translation, do you look properly at the water you drink? You know, Father say, yeah, you drive in that car, somebody paying for the petrol. Yeah, you don't run on gas, you don't run on air. Yeah, then your mother. She'll pay. Your mama ji. Leave it. Never mind. I don't want to make you, but there's somebody paying for it. It's coming to you with some channels. Do you look at the water you drink? Do you bring this water down from the cloud or do I bring it down? You know, I can make it so salty and bitter, you won't need to sip it down. Why don't you show some appreciation? That's the, you, you read in Surah Waqiyah, my brother. Great, but understand what you read in. Now the words of Nabi alayhi salam is a sharah to the ayat. That's it. So these are the words of the Quran. Nabi salam's word. 
Alhamdulillah, ladhi sakana, all praise belongs to Allah who gave us to drink. Adban sweet, furata, quenching our thirst. Walam yaj'alhu milhan, who didn't make it salty, ujajan, butter, bidhunubina, because of our sins. Allah didn't grudge us for our wrong by denying us good, pure, sweet water. What a bounty. Everything I used to impress upon my students, I said, for Allah's sake, apply your mind to Quran. Whatever your mind is, that's what would happen. So Allah speaks of the poets. Alam tara annahum fi kulli wadin, ay min awdiyati shi'ri yahimun. Look at a poet. He's floating in the valleys of poetry. His whole mind is, is composing poetry, making a stanza. A singer is trying to make a song, uh, an actor, uh, any person in any field, his mind is running on that. A believer is one whose mind is in Quran. So Allah says that he sent down water. Why? To revive the dead land. Now again, look in the Quran. Everywhere where Allah talks of rain coming down, and reviving the earth. Now it's winter. How everything has withered away. It's dried up. It's dead. That grass is gone. It's yellow. It's, it's into, uh, you know what, just bits and pieces. And then comes the change of season. And then comes spring. And then comes summer. Then Allah invites you. One of the greatest form of dhikr is to stand in your garden and to look at that greenery and make intibaq of the ayat. So Allah says, And you would see the earth is gone dry and dead. Just go and see now in your garden. I mean, I've got little mint and fudina and some things there at the back. It's dead. It's withered away, completely gone. Then when the season changes, this is Quran, my brother. The Quran is not a book on zoology, but it has the mention of zoology in it. It's not a book on science, but it has the mention of science in it. It's not a book on astronomy, but it has the mention of astronomy in it. It's not a book on embryology, but it has the book mention of embryology in it. It's a book of guidance. But in its scope for guidance, it has incorporated all these sciences. By design, it's a book of guidance. Hudal Linnas. It's come here to guide you. It's come here to guide me. It's come here to reform you. It's come here to reform me. Look at this earth, it's dead. Then when water comes on, that yellowness becomes green in the description of the Quran is almost like, you know, you say, it started moving. It starts growing. And now it produces beautiful color and beautiful uh, uh, vegetation, then what does Allah say? You see this daily in front of your eyes, how that green, how that grass was yellow and dead, and how rain revived it. Just like I revived that dead land, I will revive you in the same way. I will revive you in the same way. So Islam gives you the reflection for the moment with a greater purpose. 
Allah speaks of the modes of transport in the Quran. وَالْخَيْلَ وَالْبِغَالَ وَالْحَمِيرَ لِتَرْكَبُوهَا وَزِينَةً وَيَخْلُقُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ وَعَلَى اللَّهِ قَصْتُ السَّبِيلِ وَمِنْهَا جَائِرٍ I was telling you that Allah spoke of how He returns you to old age. And that is the worst age. أَرْذَلْ is اسم التفضيل. اسم noun تفضيل superiority. Here the context is meaning worse than more comparatively. You have ism mubalagha, which denotes greatness, but not in a comparative context. Whereas ism tafzil denotes surplus or excess in a comparative context. You've got to learn basic grammar, etymology, and sciences to go into it. And then today we want to be, uh, people don't know anything, you know. Uh, no, no, I read it in the Bukhari. Who said you must do this? So you start talking with him in Arabic. Ana, ana, yani, Arabic, ana, ana, so, not so strong. Not so strong, you can't converse two words, you access in the Bukhari through translation and you issue in fatawa. You, you know how many sciences our honorable MC was speaking of Imam Shafi'i. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah in Ramadan he used to read one Quran by day, one Quran by night. So 60 khatams were regular. Just like there's barakat in wealth, there's barakat in time. Because again, today the mind is very logical. So wait, 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 wait. Hang on. That means he was reading very fast here. Wait, you know, that means he was hardly chowing. He, he wasn't sleeping. You, there, there where the mind goes. The mind goes again completely in another direction. Also. There was barakat in time. There was barakat in time. Just like some people have barakat in wealth, in health. A long life is not necessarily a good life, but a good life is a long life. Barakat doesn't necessarily mean a long life. It means a productive life. Imam Suyuti said, I compile the commentary of 15 Jews of the Quran in 40 days. He wrote the commentary of 15 Jews of the Quran in 40 days. It takes the student a whole year to study it and half of them don't understand it. He compiled it in 40 days. And you must see what intricacies he's put in there. In 40 days he wrote the tafsir. That 40 days was also 24 hours. It was what we call barakat in time. So Allah says, I take you to that old age. Why I take you there? لِكَيْ لَا يَعْلَمَ بَعْدَ عِلْمٍ شَيْئًا so that when I take you to that old age in gerontology and you lose your faculties so that you know nothing after knowing everything and I dispatch you from this world ignorant like how you arrived ignorant so you know and the world knows only I know. So then, oh man, where's the arrogance? Why, why the arrogance? Why the arrogance? Why the haughtiness? Why are you talking so loud? He needs you, you need Allah. He needs your employment, you need something else. Watch how you talk, watch how you behave. Whole Quran is replete with this. The amount of times Allah tells you, you know what I can do with you? You know what I can do with you? You know what I can do with you? I cannot even count it. Person got law. You know I can lock you up. You know I can incarcerate you. You know I can retrain you. You know what? You know what? And half the time you don't even have the muscle. But it's empty threats. 
but he's in a position of seniority. The whole Quran. Qul ara'aytum in akhadhallahu sam'akum wa absarakum wa khatam ala qulubikum man ilahun ghayrullah. Ask them, if I blind them now, who's going to give them the vision back besides me? If you want me to open, I'll open each verse and read it to you. I'll show it to you where it is. Ask them if I make them deaf now. Sometimes just went in the shower and a little bit of water got stuck and you, you're, or you land in and you know what? Because of the pressure in the cabin or you're touching down in the ocean and the sea and you blocked up. I know it's happened to me in flights and now I'm going on stage for my conference. قُلْ 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 أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ سَمَعَكُمْ وَأَبْصَارَكُمْ And never mind that. قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ اللَّيْلَ سَرْمَدْ Tell him if I decide to tell the sun not to rise and it's just going to be night. مَنْ إِلَهٌ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ يَأْتِيكُمْ بِضِيَعٌ Besides me, who's going to give you money? قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ أَصْبَحَ مَاءُكُمْ غَوْرًا I just want to ask you, go, please go open the translation. Every day in my Masjid Umar Farouk, whatever, until the Imam reads, I stand up and I speak on it. And I tell the people, go, go open the translation, read it. Go read it. Go hear it. Go feel it. Go touch it. Go experience it. Who's going to give you water? Throughout the Quran, Allah asked this here. إِنَّمَا مَثَلُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا إِنْ أَنزَلْنَاهُ مِنَ السَّلَمِ Allah in the Quran impresses upon you so much. Humans, you are very weak. You are very feeble. You think you're in control. You got no control. I can strip you of all powers instantly, totally, absolutely. And then what does Allah say? ثُمَّ لَا تَجِدُوا لَكُمْ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا تَبِيعًا when I do something, then there's no way you can get recourse against me. Say, no, 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 we want recourse. Yeah, yeah, we're going to sue you. Even, even insurance, like, Thumma la up. there's no recourse. I'm walking, I just had a heart attack. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing a letter to nature. I'm writing a letter to nature here. Yeah. I need a petition here. Yeah. I can do what I want. Wallahu yahkum. Wallahu yahkum. Oh man, oh man. Allah says, he decides. And that one is subjected to this one. And this one decides. And that one has to buckle to that. And I decided, I cancel all the decisions. And you know what's the best part? I don't fear how you interpret my decision. Allah is sovereign. Allah is ultimate. Read the Quran, you'll have all your answers. You can go through everything in life, whatever your situation is. A counselor can counsel, a therapist can give you therapy. But how the relevance of Quran to your situation with the wordings of Quran will apply, I swear by Allah, take my words and throw it out to anyone. Nobody will able to give you comfort and solace in your situation through any words more aptly and succinctly than the words of the Quran. You're going through so much. Allah, 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 it's so much. And then you read in the Quran, 
So did they think that uh, by merely reciting kalima, they will go to Jannah? They don't know I'm going to test them in many ways. Now you're reading this and you're crying. You're going through, you're having a tough day and you're reading this here. And you're saying, Ya Allah, like, like, you're talking to me, my Allah. You're telling me exactly what I'm, what, what's going through my mind here. وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ now when you're reading, you know how you'll cry. Read, see how people cry. One ayah will fit a thousand people scenarios. I was reading, listening to a, a clip of an imam in Palestine who was reading in Taraweeh. And he was reading the ayah where Sayyidina Musa, Allah speaks of Sayyidina Musa, is telling his people. What did he say to his people? That, uh, Allahu Akbar, in, 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 in the ninth juz of the Quran, and as he was reading it, because of course the, 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 the relevance to the situation and how he was crying in, in that meaning. So, here's the ayah. So, the, the people of Musa alayhi salatu wasam said to Musa, Musa, we were subjected prior to your arrival and post your arrival. And Musa alayhi salam said, and the Imam is reading this in Palestine, in Tarawih, and I seen that club. And now you in that situation. And he's saying, Qala asa rabbukum aduwakum. Oh my nation, soon, definitely, hopefully, Allah will destroy your enemy. And Allah will give you power on earth. Now this was said in that context, you in that scenario and you read in this ayah, you know what this will do to your heart? A person is experiencing fertility issue and he's crying to Allah, Allah, bless me with a child. And I use this as a conscious example because there's so many couples that I've been counseling and I continue to counsel. And may Allah bless every couple with children. And now you're reading the story of Zakaria alayhi salam and he says, وَإِنِّي خِفْتُ الْمَوَالِيَ مِنْ وَرَائِي وَكَانَتِ امْرَأَتِي عَاقِرًا in which he expresses his, his desire to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyway, I need to start with the surahs. But I was saying what Karisab said, I, know, I'll, I'll, I hope I can make progress here. So Allah says we send down rain. And from there we digressed, and meaningful digression, because this is constantly, Allah, I can do this to you, I can do this to you. dunya, The example, like Allah is my witness, my wife is proof she knows this because this happens to me too much. I'm sitting with my tafsir and I come across a new point or I start screaming. People, I'm sitting in a lounge, we were on a flight, business lounge. And you know, business, everybody is very to themselves, got his laptop there. Let me, yeah, thank you, bye, yeah, okay, laptop, yeah, you get a little bit of a smile here and there, and everything just, you know, to break the ice, you know. What do you say? A smile confuses an approaching frown. A smile confuses an approaching frown. I want to frown, but you're smiling now, he doesn't know what facial expressions. Huh? Or a smile can thaw an icy stare. A smile can thaw an icy stare. It's a dirty look. And you're smiling. He's melting that stare of his ear because he doesn't know what to do. 
By the way, scientifically, they say it's better to smile than frown because when you frown, you exert more facial muscles. So it's actually more expensive on your health to frown than to smile. So rather smile. So you're actually trying to give negative energy to someone else. Oh, what is smiling at me? Think I'm going to smile back? Uh-uh. Uh, I don't smile at you, bye. But that's bad for your health. Smile for yourself, man. Smile for yourself. Remember when you were small, I smile, you smile, we all smile for his smile. Huh? Those days, I run, you run, we all run for him run. I mean, I don't know, those days we were. Hey, but some of those days were good days, man. Allah is my witness. I have a memory of when we were kids and we were playing. And then somebody said, wife. <gasps> oh, you said wife. I'm going to tell your mommy you're supposed to say auntie. Wallah, I still remember that day. I still remember that day. How rich was that value? How great was that time? How modest was that period? You referred to a woman as auntie. You referred to a man as uncle. You didn't know anything more. Again, read this Quran. One of the vows of the devil. I'll go in this world, I'll fill them with desires, I'll mislead them. And another thing I will do, I will make them change the creation of Allah that Allah gave them. That's the translation. The early scholars in translating this used to refer to changing the appearance as shaving the beard or tattooing the body. Today, it is there in its most literal form. Nobody is happy with the appearance that Allah gave them. Before we used to tell you, be content on your income. Be content. Now we say, be content on your gender. Be content on your complexion. Be content on your family. Understand your Rabb knows what is best for you. Again, look at the dua of the Prophet ﷺ. When you look at the mirror, ask yourself, Take the dua of the Prophet out of the equation momentarily and ask yourself, looking at the mirror, what is a two-letter line that you can say which universally applies to every human and relevant to the moment? Nobody will be able to compose anything. A maramara on the wall who's the fairest of us all. But it can only be the prophetic words Allahumma anta hassanta khalqi wa hassin khulqi. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Try, try, try and put up words together. Try. Allah, you gave me such a beautiful appearance. Allah, compliment my appearance with beautiful character. La ilaha illallah. My brother, me and you, let us recite kalima. La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, if we didn't have Iman and we didn't know this book, even if we haven't understood it fully, 
But we do know and understand this is the absolute book, and this has every direction and guidance and, and counsel and legislation in it. They will change the appearance that Allah gave them. What a time we live. I'm telling you as a child, I remember that day. It was, it was a taboo. It was a taboo to say wife. That was uncouth. That was not refined. That was raw. That was abrupt. You don't talk like that. I remember as a kid growing up, hey, make dua, man. Light is smoking. Make a lot of dua. Now you say, no, no, he's a good guy. He just smoked the normal stuff. He's a good guy. No, no, just, he just smokes the regular stuff. Like, no, no, no. It's just the normal guys. Those days it was, it was gone. Allah has kept guidance, peace, solace in Quran. And Islamic culture is based on two things. Simplicity, modesty. Muslims, we get married also, we bury also, we consummate also, we celebrate also. But Islamically, do it simple and do it modestly. If you want to know what's the foundation of Islamic culture, two things. Simple. Every time some king or some ruler or some president dies in a Muslim world, I had a big write-up on how simple the funeral was. We bring 500 people into Islam, but how simple our funeral is. And we drive 5,000 people away from Islam, from how lavish our weddings are. Big write-up. Big right up, prince died, hey, house, hey, one thing, you people are simple, eh? selectively simple. 500 people come to because how simple our funerals are. And 5,000 people run away because of our weddings. Come see my email box, man, how many people every day, I, I don't have time, I can't even open my emails. Want to get married, my mother said, no, not now, must wait for this, must... We're living in a promiscuous era. The temptation is so much. You don't have to go anywhere to find it. It pops up. It's, it's provocative. It's insightful. It calls upon you. It draws you in. Hormones are bursting. And we're trying to find a painter to paint the house before the nikah. Now a painter must come. First it was a cook, not a painter. we got to up our game, my brother. The waters are rough. The tides are high. The vessels are toppling. The sailors are running. The icebergs are coming one after the other. It's scary. It's lightning. There's thunderbolts. we got to hold firm. And the only way we hold is this year. Again, I give you a verse from the Quran. What does Allah say? Allah says, قَدْ تَبَيَّنَ الرُّشْدُ مِنَ الْغَيْءِ فَمَنْ يَكْفُرُ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى لَنْفِصَامَ لَهَا إِلَا إِنْقِطَاعَ لَهَا Whoever denies the evil and embraces the truth is gripped onto a firm handle and that's the Quran. Alama Shabir Ahmed Uthmani writes Allah ki rassi chut sakti hai, tut nahi sakti. Allah ki rassi chut sakti hai, chut nahi sakti. The rope of Allah will never break on you. It's possible that you lost the grip. That's possible. Hey, what happened to your life? No, I, I didn't hold on. I was holding on. 
You don't see people get onto the train. You see it in the back. You're holding on. You got to hold. It's getting dark. It's thundering. You got to come for Fajr. You got to come back. That's the only rescue. This won't break. But if you let go, you'll fall. That is why throughout the Quran again, I didn't even start. I swear by Allah, I didn't start. Throughout the Quran, Allah doesn't tell you, hold the Quran. Allah uses expressions, hold firm. Well, you say, hey, take your medicine. Say, no, I take it. How you take it? Ah, I take it now and then. No, 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 no way. You must take it religiously. You must take it diligently. You must take it passionately. You must take it daily. Allah uses all those expressions in the Quran. Ya Yahya, khudil kitab bi quwwa. Fakhudha bi quwwa. Wa'amur qawmaka ya'khudhu bi ahsaniha. Fastamsik billadhi uhiya ilayk. Inna alladheena yumassikuna bil kitab. Azzu alayha bin nawajid. If I translate this, it's an hour on this. Every verse I recited here was to say, grab firm, hold tight, hold tight. It's rough, my brother, it's rough out there. I can tell you what I'm dealing with. My emails, my phone, it's rough. I got these feelings, I got these inclinations, I'm involved in this. I do this type of things, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling so sad. Oh, Allah, unbelievable, unimaginable. But this is the book. The Quran says, hold on to it. If you're not holding, in Tafsir Uthmani, under this ayah where Allah says, Salah will prevent you from immorality. Somebody counter argues and says, but I'm performing Salah, and he's not preventing me from immorality. Allah Mashabir Ahmed Uthmani writes, because you're not taking the medicine properly. Something like that. You see, no, but Allah said, inna salata tanhaanil fahshah. It will prevent you, but I'm performing, sir. You're not taking your medicine properly. You say, how are you take it? You say, no, I take it, then I drink tea. No, you will never have caffeine after the tea, after the tablet. That's your problem. So you can be popping for 10 years, right? Look at our youth that are in drugs, man. I can cry, man. I don't know how many families, man. Yesterday I was busy with the kids, man. It's just swallowing them. It's just, just taking them, man. Sometimes I just break on my bed at night. I say, Allah, Allah, you give us strength, Allah. This woman is it's just, just breaking down. Hold firmly. That's the message. And of course, you're coming to the masjid and attending the fajr and even listening to some basic translation is a step in some direction. The Arabic proverb is, khayrun lil insani. أَنْ يَكُونَ كَسُّ لَحْفَاتِ فِي طَرِيقِ الْحَقِّ مِنْ أَنْ يَكُونَ غَزَالًا فِي طَرِيقِ الْخَطَئِ It's better to be a tortoise and take a baby step in the right direction than to be a deer and run in the wrong direction. You're running fast, but you're running in the wrong direction. Every morning when the sun rises, a lion gets up in Africa and it knows it must run faster than the fastest gazelle or else it will starve to death. And every morning when the sun rises in Africa, a gazelle gets up. And it knows it must outrun the fastest lion or else it will be killed. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun rises, you better be running. 
sleeping late, this ummah. Again, I can quote an ayat for you. Allah speaks of three evils that paralyzed and destroyed the infidels of Makkah. Mustakbirin bihi. You must see the academics, man. That the beauty, you've got to be into it, man. You know, people who are into cooking, people who are into gardening, people who got green fingers. Ooh. I was doing a, a workshop in, in Manchester, and there were non-Muslims that came as well. And as Muslims, we, we, we need to be clean, we need to be hygiene, we need to be beautiful, we need to be prese- presentable. So in Ramadan, they do this, uh, you know, workshops for non-Muslims to interact, engage, understand. So anyway, I conducted it as the visiting scholar there, Islam, welcome, Q&A and everything. Anyway, they were non-Muslim men, women, everything was fairly fine. They do an iftar with you. Oh, your savories are very tasty. They're really good. Okay. Anyway, all that was over. Not to impress. Ah, oh, your garden is just so gorgeous. This is just so adorable. Like, is, is garden part of your faith? Beauty is part of our faith. I recited verses for that. Allah says, and look at the variety of color. So just, just look at color, color variety. I, I, I was now in uh, Zambia earlier this year or last year. We went for a safari, and I love safari. And so we went with this PH professional hunter and everything. And this guy has been in it for 20, 30 years, and we were doing buffalo hunting. And there was a lioness like 40 yards away stalking it, the PH, the, uh, you know what, the scout and everyone and walking. It was a real feel and everything. Anyway, they had a drone getting all the footage, and there was this white guy who was the PH with us, and there were two, three other Muslim brothers as well. And then we came to a tree. So I was just reading ayat all along, ayat. That's it. Look what's in the sky and the earth. Hakim al-Umar writes in Bayan al-Quran that Allah invites you to look. So that means looking at the creation to appreciate the creator is almost like a glance looking at the countenance of Allah. Because you're looking at this to appreciate Allah. So then the giraffe walked. And then I said, Wallahu khalaqa kulla dabbatim mimma. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَمْشِي عَلَى بَطْنِهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَمْشِي عَلَى رِجْلَيْهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَمْشِي عَلَى أَرْبَعِ يَخْلُقُ اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءُ He said, read an ayat. I said, read an ayat for you. Allah says, I created everything from water. Some walk on two legs. Some walk on four legs. Some crawl on their stomach. I create creatures in different ways. All powers are mine. So we got to the tree. We're waiting for the safari vehicle. He's telling me, what's it? So at first I cracked a joke a little bit with him, you know. I say, hey, you married? Yeah, I married. Why a yard? No. I say, why a good? No. I say, you know, but now my Afrikaans is about that combase one. So I tell him, I say, uh, we're talking little married jokes and everything. Men together, what else? <laughs> what's going to make you laugh? I say, behind every angry woman, He's a man who doesn't know what he did wrong now. <laughs> Behind every angry woman, he says, Hey, buy a good man. Save my fro. So we're sitting under the tree. He says, The brother says to me, What are you going to quote now? 
اسد الم تر الى ربك كيف مد الظل ولو شاء لجعله ساكنا ثم جعلنا الشمس عليه مافل ان ابريشيتد ذا شيد ذات وي كرييتد لكم مما خلق ظلا فيو اي كرييتد شيد ان سمر هاو وي ران فان everybody is looking for sun in summer everybody is looking thing in the quran wallahu ja and when you read it i i i will die with this not knowing how to say it wallahu and allah ja'ala lakum he made hal surah nahl means be but another name of this chapter is ni'am ni'am is the plural of the word ni'ma meaning bounties because in this allah enumerates all his bounties chapter 16 of the quran juz 14 والله جعل لكم مما خلق ظلالا ظلال is the plural of the word ظل Allah created shade for you canopy covering for you والله جعل لكم مما خلق ظلالا وجعل لكم من الجبال اكنانا and in the mountains he made caves and hideouts for you we were on mount sinai many years ago went to climb mount sinai it is 3000 steps up We want camel back we climbed it for 3 hours and alhamdulillah we summited the mountain to find the precise location where sayyidna musa received his revelation when he was coming back from madian you have atlasul quran which tells you the geographical locations of prophets this happened here sayyidna nuh was here sayyidna sulaiman alayhi salam was here sayyidna yunus alayhi salam was here so we were coming back and we it was a six country tour and we went up right to the top right at the zenith at the summit we found a, a hide out there and people took us into the cave and they gave us shelter and time and you know and entertained us wallahu ja'ala lakum mimma khalaqa dhilala wa ja'ala lakum min al-jibali aknana and allah created hide outs there wa ja'ala lakum sarabila taqikum al-harr wa sarabila taqikum ba'sakum and then he's given you clothing to shelter you from heat and in another place to give you warmth lakum fiha difun difun plural adfa gives you fun qaha wifun from that skin wa min aswa fiha wa awba from the of it you put it into so much use i'm just asking you be a little more grateful and don't be arrogant wa dhallalnaha lahum wa dhallalnaha lahum we made this animal subservient to you five year old child holds the reins of the horse and he pulls it faminha wadhallalnaha lahum we made it subservient to you some of it faminha rukubuhum some you get onto its back and you ride it waminha yaakulun some you slaughter it walahum fiha manafiq and you have so many benefits in it look at that wood that wallet look at that handbag look at that belt where is that skin coming afala yashkurun walam sayin be grateful and then allah says what is man خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ I created him from a fluid and then when he grows up then he said who said is in Allah Then Allah says ضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا ضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا Ubay bin Khalaf or Asbin Wail according to the variation of narration he brings the bone and he throws it at Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam أَتَزْعُمُ رَبَّ أَتَزْعُمُ أَنَّ رَبَّكَ يُحْيِي هَذِهِ So you saying there'll be life after death so you mean your allah is going to revive this yeah allah says look at his audacity huh? that's why i keep on saying today we spend more money to straighten our teeth and not our speech straight teeth will get you married but straight speech will keep you married 
You spend a lot of money to one friend of mine say, hey, Malana, I'm out of dentist, you can take me out of business. I say, no, he's worried. He's worried, my brother. So when the people come there by you, straighten their jaws and straighten their speech. Straight teeth will get you married. Straight teeth won't keep you married, my brother. Straight speech will keep you married. Your reputation will get you married. Your character will keep you married. I'm dealing with cases here. Both husband and wife fall dead gorgeous. Exceptionally beautiful. But it's not holding. How many amazing, stunning, exceptionally beautiful. It's character that's going to keep you straight. Allah says, وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلَا وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلَا He comes and gives us example who's going to create this here. Like, see what you're saying. A child with that straight teeth and crooked speech comes back to his father, but you did nothing for me. That jaw of yours cost me 26. And I'm saying that because I paid myself, boy. I can tell. Shukar Allah, I was born straight a little bit here. Those days, you know, everything was straightened. Those stray shrubs, if you don't prune them in the juvenile delinquency, then they become wayward trees. Those stray shrubs. It's the other day, Allah bless my father. Yes, Allah, I'm speaking now for what, 26 years? I was giving a talk and in my casual stuff, my hand went in my pocket. I came after the masjid. Dikra, that's the last you give in a talk with your hand in your pocket. Allah has made me a grandfather, speaking for 26 I said, Maaf, Baba. Jazakallah, so much, Baba. I really appreciate it, Abu Jab. And I fear the day when you're not going to be here, because who's going to tell me? And if others tell me, I won't be convinced they have my interests at heart. But when you tell me, I know you have my interests at heart. When others tell you, you never know, is he motivated by jealousy or something else? But when your father tells you, he can only mean well for you. And if you resist it, then woe be to you. I'm talking this year, my hand just casually went in because Alhamdulillah speaking for I said, boy, that's the last I see in your hand. It didn't look nice. And in your pocket, it's the last. Those were the values, man. Those were the values. So wherever you look, my brother. So Allah. Anyway, let, let, me, let, me, let me read the ayat and end now. May Allah bless you all. Jazakallah. Allah knows my pain and Allah knows my passion. And I have nothing to offer, but I pray to Allah. One day when we leave this dunya, our little words of talking of Quran will come to our rescue. What else is going to help us, my brother? What else is going to help us? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? When, when, when you lower him in the grave, then what, what do you talk about? Hey, he was with me in Hajj. You know how good he was in Hajj? Hey, the other day I seen him giving someone a meal. Hey, the other day I seen him giving someone a blanket. You're going to talk about your marks? You're going to talk about your balances? You're going to talk about your scores? You're going to talk about your prominence? Nobody. Everybody tries to latch on to, I seen him doing this. One day I came to the masjid, everyone was gone, the lights were off. Hey, I seen your father making dua. Hey, I'll never forget that. Hey, one day it was cold and you know, I was in a tough situation. I asked him, he borrowed me this. Those are the things that's going to help. What else is going to help? Because that's the currency. When you bought the flight, then everything is identified through the boarding pass. Nobody looks at your appearance. You can be dressed well, but you've got economy, that's it. 
Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please, 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 please come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, please. Platinum. Mr. Mullah, please, please. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please. I've seen it. I've traveled versus class, first class, platinum. Uh, they, they, they come and check on you even when you don't want them to check on you. And there you scream in there at the back. So can you wait? Can you wait? No. I'll have to check what meal varieties we have. Uh, if your option is uh, depleted, sorry. And yet they come and check on you while you sleep and come and leave a note there. And on top of it, her name was Angel. I would go back. Hi there, Mr. Mullah. This is Angel. <laughs> Long haul Dubai, Toronto, flying first class. There's a pleasant. Hi, Mr. Mullah. This is Angel. We're just checking on you. You were sleeping. I didn't want to disturb you. Everything is identified through your boarding pass. If you're a business class or first class for the duration of this flight, you have all the perks and all the privileges. Nobody looks at your appearance. You work in what happened. You got bumped up. You redeemed your miles. Somebody bought you holding a business class. In Akhirat, the boarding pass must read Taqwa, Iman, Quran. That's what Malaika, this way, that way, that way. Imam Abu Hanifa used to sob. Oh criminals, enough of mixing yourself with the pious. All night you can club and pub. You come early in the masjid for fajr before the muazzin. Hey, one thing this guy, Allah accept. Eh? Subhanallah, man. You can't judge anyone. Of course you can't judge anyone, but he could also hoodwink you well. That's how the world is. I keep on saying our dunya is such, you know, if somebody throws a criticism at you, then you tell him, hey, it doesn't make a difference. Tell him, hey, you're a monkey. Say, go look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror, come tell me that. You know? And next day, mashallah, you put on a whole attire and everything. Hey, subhanallah, you're really looking like a sheikh. Make dua, it's all from Allah. <laughs> all from Allah. Hey, you're really looking like a hazrat. You're not the first person to tell me that, man. Ah, so desperate, man. You see this guy, he's driving the courtesy car. He gave his wheels in for service. It's not his car. He's bouncing in a courtesy car. I wear the wheels. Ah, thanks, Lani. Thanks, Lani. But it's not yours. Are you so desperate for fame? Were you hibbu? Now, now look, look at Quran. I, I don't know. Give me. Were you hibbuna an yuhmadu? بِمَا لَمْ يَفْعَلُوا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ The Quran says, and then you get those people who want to be lauded, acknowledged, and complimented for good they didn't do. It's bad enough to seek recognition for good you did. Then you get those who want recognition for what they didn't do. Now in the words of the Quran, وَيُحِبُّونَ And they love. أَنْ يُحْمَدُوا To be lauded. بِمَا لَمْ يَفْعَلُوا For good they didn't achieve. I'm telling you the universal application of the Quran is mind-boggling. There was a person who decided to critique the Quran, foolish as he was. And he decided he wants to critique. So he took a pen, Ibn al-Muqaffa. So he starts writing grammatically, linguistically, uh, semantically, this verse, that verse. And while he's doing that, there's a child there running and reading. 
aki waya sama uakli waghidal ma waqdiyal amr kassaral qalam wa mazzaqas suhuf so he's writing supposedly to find and look at there's going to be people Allah speaks about that in the Quran also they are people dedicated to try and find faults in the Quran the Quran is flawless but the fault is with you so you're going to keep on looking for it you know my ustad used to say when you love your wife and she can't make a round roti then you say how's my froze design unique right right how's my froze design i mean it's a roti with a style bro right and when when you don't like her anete roti banauta vinya aure bhai that's not even not make roti i mean a round roti like you a girl is born with it so when it's not round and you like her how's that right unique right style i mean we we smart and when you like her then that same strange oblong is unique it's just whatever you choose to see that's what you're going to see so anyway he decides to supposedly critique the quran and a child running there is reading a verse what's the context of the verse context the context of the verse is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said addressing the skies and the earth after the floods came so the floods of noah alayhi salam came caused havoc and everything happened now the amount of balagha which is adab and eloquence uh, that has been incorporated in here and the istiara which is a chapter of its own is so high and so phenomenal you you can only impress a person with your uh, great oratory or english or choice of words someone who's familiar with grammar you 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 read shakespeare you know good english then you can you can impress a person but if a person doesn't know good english and i tell him can you uh, dispose of the dirt so you know what dispose will one of you gentlemen please supervise in the removal of the occupational debris the gojor of hakinak yaar ke biju ne te te gojor te te ne te fake mo te je badu e e bol bol gol bol kare te ke gojor je das bar mamu ki ne luk le chal he mau will one of you gentlemen please supervise in the removal of the occupational debris what you talking debris i don't know i talking the small english you making the big english they were too too bombastic for me this one above my head i don't making the correct understanding you talking simple for me i don't know arabic you don't know arabic the expression the quran used there waqila and it was said ya ardu bil'i ma'ak oh my word oh my khuda oh my allah oh earth enough with your floods because allah said when the rain came then allah says fa fatahna abwabas allah is my witness when i'm depressed there's nothing in the world that takes my depression away like listening to quran i just sit and i listen to beautiful quran and i go in deep reflection over the meaning and the mazamin what allah is saying here how it is the quran and i can listen and that just takes away my sadness my depression my anxiety my frustration ففَتَحْنَا أَبْوَابَ السَّمَاءِ بِمَاءٍ مُنْهَمِرٍ Allah says we opened the doors of the skies and we caused the water to flood وَفَجَّرْنَا الْأَرْضَ عُيُونًا and we caused the water from the earth to gush فَالْتَقَى الْمَاءُ عَلَى أَمْرٍ قَدْ قُدِرَ so the water from the clouds and the water from the earth 
came and met in dead center with a common agenda of total destruction. You say, look at the rain. Just look at it. It's raining buckets. It's raining cats and dogs. That's only rain. There's a pipe burst. There's a spring that's gushing. There's water coming from the top. Allah says this here in the Quran. Faltaka, the water meets on the center here. Biamrin on a matter called Qudir, decree, destroy and wipe out. Wastawat alal judi. And the ark of Nu comes and hauls on Mount Judi. Geographically, it's in present day Jordan. And we left that ark as a symbol. Some say relics of it were spotted by people from this ummah as well. While others say the reference to the ark or the boat or the vessel represents every boat and some ark that you see or, or ship as a reflection of what happened to the ark of Nuh. I seen a documentary on the Titanic, right? Probably a century now or more. And what was the claim? Even nature can't sink it. Even nature cannot sink it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he sent down the rain from the top. So now the, 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 the ark halls at Mount Judy. And Allah has decided it's over. That's it. The earthquake is going. All you can do is, yalla, let it stop. And of course the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But it's going to go for how long Allah has decided. Mawlana Umar sahab rahmatullahi used to say, in an earthquake, not only an amount of humans will die that Allah decided, only that amount of ants will die that Allah decided. You say, no, ants, no, ants are just going to die any amount. No, 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 no. If Allah decided this ants are not going to die, it won't die. It won't die. It won't die. This ants are not going to die in this earthquake. A human will tramp it and die. But in this one, it's Allah decided, no. So then when Allah decided... So Allah uses the expression, Waqila ya ardu. Now again, this is the beauty of Arabic, that uh, the earth or the sky, these are used as feminine nouns in the expression of the Quran. So Waqila, and it was said, Ya ardu, O earth, ibla'i ma'ak. Drink up your water. Drink up your water. Allah addresses it. When Allah talks of the formation of the skies and the earth, thumma stawa ila sama. Then he focuses his order to the sky. And it was nothing but smoke. Then he said to the sky, and to the earth, adopt the form of seven heavens and adopt the form of seven earth, willingly or reluctantly. But that's my decree and that's the form you need to adopt. They said, we willfully oblige. He then made them into seven skies. And then he sent down a command and a decree for every sky. Then in the earth, he placed the vegetation and the produce for man to come till the end. Four days in total, two days worth it. So Allah addressing the earth says, Ya drink up. And Allah tells the earth, the sky to halt with its water. Now the expression of drink up and halt in the choice of the words of the Quran is so eloquent that this person, when he heard it, he said, I'm wasting my time, man. The eloquence, this is beyond humans. And he broke his pen and he became a Muslim there. May Allah bless you all. I'm going to recite, Qulhu Allahu Ahad and A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim.
قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس أوكي I'll just try. Obviously, I was hoping to have uh, done some commentary here. I thought I'll speak on other surahs, but, uh, you know, wherever the mind went and whatever Allah had uh, decreed for us to discuss, that is what got discussed. So, Surah An-Nasr is one of the, is actually the last surah to be revealed. Another name of the surah is Surah Al-Tawdi'ah, Farewell. So, this was the last surah, not the last ayah. So the last ayat were, Again, not the last. That was 83 days. The details, each ayat, when it was revealed, was about 82, 83 days before the demise of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Also in the last verses was, Kalala is a person who dies, who doesn't have ascendants or descendants. What happens to his inheritance? This was one of the last verses. The last verse to be recited, revealed, وَاتَّقُوا فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ and fear the day you will return to Allah. But the last chapter to be revealed, the last chapter, Translation of this, when the help of Allah comes, وَالْفَتْحُ and victory, وَرَأَيْتَ And you see, النَّاسَ The people, يَدْخُلُونَ Entering فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ Into the deen of Allah, أَفْوَاجَ In groups, droves and multitudes, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكْ Then praise your Lord, وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ And ask for forgiveness, إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابَ He is most forgiven. The verse was revealed. Nabi sallallahu alayhi said, Inna khayyara abdan. Allah gave one servant a choice between the things of this world and the akhirah. And uh, this servant opted for the things of akhirah. And Abu Bakr, so they asked Abu Bakr, why are you crying? He said, that servant been referred to is Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, when Nabi and, then, and Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu had included him in his cabinet. So a lot of people took offense to his presence because he was young in age. So there were many prominent veterans of Badr, companions, great senior in age. And they said, but our children are his age, man. Our children are his age. How come he's sitting here? And who formed the cabinet of Umar? It was uh, the people of knowledge. Whether they were young or old. If you had knowledge, you were part of the cabinet of Sayyidina Umar. Because some people grow old, they don't grow wise. You are only young ones, but you can be immature indefinitely. You are only young ones, but you can be immature indefinitely. Previously, age was synonymous to wisdom. Not anymore. Not anymore. Some people are old, they're not wise. That's the brutal truth. Like you can't tie up that behavior with the man your age. <laughs> really, you cannot reconcile that. And I can swear to you, the knowledge of deen, if you study it properly, it brings maturity into you. Because deen is rich. These are values, these are etiquettes, this is how to live life. It's how to live life. You, what you're learning in deen, what you owe people, and what you're learning in the world, what people owe you. There's a big difference with it. A child growing up saying, at 10, I ask my parents. At 12, I'm entitled. At 15, I sue. At 18, I take legal action. 
That's what he's growing up with. So he's got a grudge. It's 10, you didn't give me this. I'm 15, you owe me this. 17, I can report you. 18, I'll call a lawyer. And a Muslim boy, hey, once you buy, buy, your daddy's done with you. Everything he's given you is his favor. Now you look at your father as his kindness. As a male, once you've matured, you're done. Your father don't owe you a dime. Yes, daughter, he's responsible till marriage. Right through. That's the beauty of Islam. Then you want to accuse us of misogyny. You want to say we misogynist. And we prejudice against women. That's the beauty. We, 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 we're raising children, men to stand up. And we're responsible with pride and dignity to take care of these flowers. So, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu called Abdullah ibn Abbas one day. He asked the people, he said, what do you make of the surah? He said, Allah told us that when people enter Islam, we must praise Allah and ask for forgiveness. That's it. I said, Ibn Abbas, what you understood? He said, the surah is telling us that Nabi Sallallahu is going to pass away soon. He said, why? Because you'll start seeing people entering into Islam in droves, which is the accomplishment of the purpose of Nabi So then he told people, now you know why I keep him here? Because of his knowledge. Anyway, Surah Ikhlas. So they asked the Prophet ﷺ, tell us the lineage of your Lord. The disbelievers came to Nabi Sallallahu and they said, tell us. Tell us about your Allah. Tell us uh, the lineage of your Lord. And seeing the Quran, right now, today I also did a clip on this here. Islamically, we are not allowed to attack the deity of any person. We don't stoop low. We don't attack the, the deity of any person. However, the ulama say, we can intellectually engage a person to make him understand the feebleness of what he worships. Listen, put your thinking cap on. Don't get emotional. This is a, 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 a stimulating discussion here. Yeah, you and us, oh people, we're giving you an example. Listen properly. This God you worship him. If you notice, if a fly comes and eats on it or scratches on it, he can't even push the fly away. Oh, what are you trying to say about my God? No, I'm not trying to say anything. Just think properly. So don't they think and apply that this thing, what they call into, it cannot listen, never mind reply. And then the example of the Quran, turning to anyone besides Allah is like a person who comes to a well. They can't answer. Illa, batka, like, basit spread, kafayi, palms. You're spreading your palms to the water. You say, water, water, I'm thirsty. There's a verse of the Quran. Surah Al-Rad, chapter 13, Jews 13. So you're talking to anyone besides Allah. Allah says, like coming to water and say, water, water. Kasam, I'm thirsty, man. Please, man. Kasam, man. Kanala, man. I'm thirsty, man. Allah, I'm thirsty, man. That's the verse of the Quran. Ka, like, pass it, spread. Kafayhi, two palms. Kafay. The moon falls off because of his offer. Ilal ma. So that this water must reach his mouth. By calling out, what's going to happen? You'll get more thirsty, by. You'll get more thirsty. Either drink Just like this water won't come to your mouth, Allah says, whoever you call out to besides me can't help you. They can't help you. So they asked Nabi Sallallahu tell us the lineage of your Lord. Allah said, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَادٌ Allah is one. Allah is one. Allah is Samad. The translation of Samad, not the commentary of Samad. That's the beauty of Arabic. You'll see in Arabic, for one word, sometimes the translation is two lines. 
It's not a commentary, it's a translation. Samad, if you open the dictionary, one word, three, three words here, Samad. There's no language in the world where the alphabet has a meaning. A, A for apple. A, A don't stand for apple, you teach it. And nowadays they're calling themselves the alphabet nation. You know what I mean? Okay, so A for apple. A for apple. A doesn't stand for apple. You say A for apple, B for banana, orange, whatever it is. But A doesn't mean apple. In Arabic, Allah, Allah has a meaning. Ba has a meaning. Ba lil ilsaq. Allah lil isti'ala. Min tab'id. Min jarra. Min bayaniya. Fa ta'qib ma'al wasal. Thumma ta'qib ma'al fasal. The letter, the letter has a meaning. The alphabet has a meaning. The alif has a meaning. The alif lam, the, tanwi, the alif lam, there's five times. One is istighraq, alhamdu, all. So that's the beauty. So samad means, the translation of samad is, the being who doesn't need anyone. And everybody needs him. Now in English, what translation you can get? You can either get independent or self-sufficient. And both of that conveys half the meaning only. It gives the meaning that Allah doesn't need anyone, but it doesn't give the meaning that everybody needs Allah, which is the translation of Samad. So how can translation ever convey to you the true meaning? I don't know. Is it too late? Sorry. Do you know what I'm saying? Can somebody just say yes? No. Okay. I'll call it a day. Maybe this was a bit too much for Baker <laughs> man. You know, overdose of Suleiman Mullah. Overdose. Overdose, overdose. Yeah, I don't know, we're going to make it four E's or something. He does not beget and he was not begotten. He does not give birth and he wasn't given birth to. So sometimes your mind might wonder, but this, but that. When you look at Quran, it will answer your question. Because this speech can't be made by man. You cannot make this here. This, you cannot put this together. This is divine. Lam yalid. Walad yalid. And if you know basic Arabic grammar, you will know lam yalid has greater emphasis than ma walada. Like lam yulad has greater emphasis than ma wulida. Walam yakullahu kufu wan ahad. Kufu akfa. There's no equal to Allah. There's no one like Allah. There's no rival to Allah. He's unique. Hal tasma'u lahu samiyya. Do you know of anyone like Allah? The ulama have written something so amazing that people have named their gods different things in different, but nobody dared give their name of the God Allah. Allah has protected the name Allah. Deities, objects, idols, whatever. Nobody has dared ever use that. Allah has protected what we refer to as Ismul Jalala, right? And then you have Asma'ul Sifat. Okay, Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq. Falaka means to break through, to cut through. Inna allaha faliqul habbi. Inna allaha faliqul habbi wa nawa. Allah causes that seed to cut through, to pierce through, to come through. How, how small you planted that seed and how it breaks through the earth. Inna allaha faliq. It's Allah that causes it to break through. Wa tara al-fulka mawakhir. Mawakhir. Mawakhir is the plural of the word makhirat. When you see the boat, how it's chopping the water. Are you going on that speedboat? It's cutting. That's exactly what Allah says. Cutting, chopping, piercing through the water. Allah causes that seed to pierce through the earth. So falak. Qul a'udhu say. O Muhammad sallallahu I seek protection. Bi rabbil falak. In the Lord of daybreak. 
So Allah causes Faliqul Isbah. When you look at dawn, Subah Sadiq, Subah Kathib, Allah talks about this here. My brother, there isn't a scenario in which you will not find an ayat. But you've got to study. It is just beyond. Allah says, I break the, how you get the crack of dawn and the flush of dawn and the appearance of dawn. So I, I, I seek the protection of the Lord of daybreak. From, in, in, we ask Allah's protection. From what do we want protection? Min sharri ma khalaq. From the evil of everything that Allah created. So there's a lot of things that are evil. And in the aqaid, the ulama tell us, khalqu sharri laysa bisharrin, walakin kasbu sharri sharrun. So there's a difference. The perpetration of evil is evil. The creation of evil is not evil. It's a bit academic and scientific. So Allah is the creator. Man is a maker. You can't call man a, ma- a creator. Because creation means the formation without raw materials. Man needs to do something with raw materials. He cannot put together anything with nothing. He can mess it up with things also. Right? Allah makes the best creation from the most inferior ingredients. Whole Quran, wherever Allah talks about man, then if you look at the common thread of the description, sometimes Allah says it's dirty water, sometimes Allah says muddy water, sometimes Allah says spurting liquid, sometimes Allah says extract of clay, sometimes Allah, all these mixed fluids, these are different expressions. Ma'im mahin, hama'im masnoon, nutfatin amshad, ma'in dafik, spurting liquid. These are all different expressions of the semen of man. But the common thread, inferior, inferior semen. It's so impure, that it's more impure than urine. You pass urine, you make ghusl. You pass that, you need ghusl. And Allah says, from that inferior, I made the most superior creation. This is a top chef. Give him a rotten egg and ask him for a nice omelet. He's a top chef. Give him a rotten egg. With a good egg, he'll mess it up. Allah created from inferior. خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِأَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمِ I gave every, the rhinoceros is Allah's creation, the elephant is Allah's creation, the rhino is, one's got a snout, one's got a trunk, one's got this, and then look at mine's and your appearance. That is beautiful in its own way, but look at our format. You see how Allah's made ours. So, مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقٍ from the evil of whatever Allah created. There's so many evil things around us. Allah asks you protection from all the evil, from evil humans, evil demons, evil whispers, from everything. And from the evil of darkness when it's in the cover of night. Things of sin happens in, 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 in other parts of the world, break-ins. I mean, it's a sad reality. We live in it, yeah. Every time you go overseas and we talk about it, I say, no, no, it happens. You see, the way you people talk, like you people living in movies, you know. I said, unfortunately, our country is it's, it's bad when it comes to crime. It's really bad. That's the brutal. But everywhere else in the world, where does robbery, theft, breaking happens at night? So the night is more synonymous to evil. It's a club, rape, it's happening at night. It's happening. Allah, look at the words of the Quran. Min idha waqab. Allah save me from the evil of the night when it covers, when it envelopes. And I'm not even, I didn't even touch on the Qiraat the, Sab'ah. I remember when we were doing Qiraat, the different Nafata. Now in Arabic you have Nafata 
and you have nafakha. Nafakha is to blow. sur, and the trumpet will be blown. Not vuvuzela, bhai. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep you guys awake. That's why I'm just here in there. I don't mind stretching it where people don't call me back. I get happy. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, don't call him back. I'm happy, bhai. I'm happy. So in case you are too good, you know, too good. I'm happy, bhai. Wanufiqa, to blow in the trumpet. That's the Arabic. You must see the synonyms. It's just, if you're into semantics, and you're into linguistics, and you're into, you know, wordings, oh, man. And then you get nafata. Kana Rasulullah sallam yanfuth. Nafatha means to blow. <coughs> so that's how it comes in the hadith. Nabi Sassam used to read, uh, and then nafatha. So the word nafatha linguistically teaches us how to blow. Now you read Surah Falak and you, wait, 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 wait. Then now again you'll be, say it in jinnats with your, anytime you read jinnats, you'll be, I told the guy, are you serious? He said, no, I heard when you're in the toilet and you're alone and it's dark and nights and everything, you just, <coughs> I said, you think this jinnah is going to move away with your, <coughs> are you serious, my brother? Ignorance. They say not knowing is ignorance and knowing, knowing it wrong is also ignorance. If I didn't know a red light means I must stop, that's ignorance. And if I thought a red light means I must carry on, that's also ignorance. Not to know is ignorance, and to know wrong is also ignorance. And from the evil, so nafatat, the sifat could be preceded by either nufus, because nufus is muannat asimai, a bit academic, I'm just saying it so we complete it, or it refers to the girl. So there was a man by the name of Labid, he had made sihar, jadu, black magic on the Prophet, the hadith of Sahih Muslim. And then his daughters, they had taken hair and they had blown into it. And the Prophet of Allah is a human. He can take effect from these things. The whole write-up on this year. Someone say that it's contrary to the station of prophethood, that he's so noble and so exalted. How come it can have an effect? It's a separate thing altogether. It doesn't violate or go contrary to the station of, of, of prophethood. So he had done the sihar on the Prophet wasallam, And then to strengthen his sihar. We're living in a world where jealousy is just evil. Somebody said in the English language, jealousy is a disease. Get well soon. Get well soon, my brother. You're a jealous man. Get well soon. That's all I can tell you. Because how many people in our families that have brought families down just because their eyes give off flames? Their eyes give off flames. He's jealous for this. He's jealous for that. He's jealous for the ajlog apne duk se duki nahi hai. Dusro ke suk se duki hai. Today people are not depressed with their own misery. They are depressed with the prosperity of others. Why are you so sad, my brother? No, my neighbor bought a car. No, no. I'm saying, why are you so sad? Yeah, I'm saying my neighbor bought a car. You don't have a car. No, I have three cars. Huh? I know of a man. He was living in Tunisia. And he was a very wealthy and a very affluent man. And in the area in which he was living, he was the wealthiest. And then he moved to the northern suburbs into a close cluster and estate. And suddenly he wasn't the wealthiest. And he moved to greener pastures, but when he now was matched with the peers where he was living, he became depressed. Because now when he looks out of his windows, the patios outside are more fancy than his. So you were the king, yeah? 
You needed to go somewhere else. But hang on there, there were bigger thrones than yours. If you live in a jealous life, then you are living in permanent. Abu Layth Samarkandi said, then you got unending grief and you're the only person on earth who is in difficulty for which Allah will punish but not reward. Every other difficulty Allah will reward you, but this is self-inflicted. Am yahsuduna nas alama atahumullahu min fadli? Okay, let me stop. Here again, look at the beauty. And Allah save us from the jealous person when he becomes jealous. The scholars say something very amazing. Allah didn't teach us here to seek protection from the jealous. Why? Because jealousy to an extent is intrinsic to our anatomy. So if you're asking protection from the jealous, it's almost asking protection from every human. Because by our very nature, we envious creatures. And envy is positive energy. Exclude envy and there'll be stagnation in our life. I look at you. I see how you read Quran. I see how you perform salah. I see how you serve your mother. I'm envious. So the Quran comes to regulate it. Listen, here you must be envious. That don't be envious about. That doesn't hold any cloud. If there wasn't the element of envy, we would have been stagnant. So that's positive energy. But that same envy becomes lethal and poisonous and venomous where my effort is not to emulate you, but to curtail your growth. Are you hearing me what I'm saying, my brother? Oh, no, man. No, that's, that's what you say, droog. <laughs> droog, man. Sorry, I mean, this is droog. I mean, this is droog, man. Yammer, man. I mean, shari hasidin. That's the beauty. So Allah says, say, in the, the Quran, look at the beauty. Look at the qualifying words. Allah didn't say, and seek protection from the jealous. Because we all are jealous. But it becomes lethal. When you start venting your jealousy. But you've seen your brother's wife. You've seen, you felt a spark in your heart. That's going to happen. You've got to suppress it. But to get to a point where somebody else doesn't attract me. Or he's seen the growth of someone else. It doesn't affect me. That's not going to happen. Because that's not how we design. But what we told, when you've seen someone... Praise him. MashaAllah. Oh, I'm so happy for your son. He excelled. Alhamdulillah. So by doing that, you're cutting out the sting. You're taking out the venom. But to feel that, that's going to happen. That's how we've been created. And in Islam, we're not asked to alter our makeup. We've been asked to regulate it. Anger is within us. Allah didn't say eradicate anger. Allah said control anger. So anger for Allah is great. We need to... Yunus went Surah uh, Anbiya in the 17 Jews. Allah says he was angry. He was angry for his Allah, not with his Allah. So anger is good. You need to be angry. So these are things in us. We mustn't eradicate it, which, which Haji Imdadullah said, that uska izala matloob nahi hai, imala matloob hai. Izala matlub nahi imala. Don't change it. You need it. That anger needs to be there. So that is it. Okay. Kul a'udhu bi rabbin nas. Say, I seek the protection of the Lord of mankind. Allah is the Lord of daybreak. Allah is the Lord of the morning. Allah is the Lord of... So Allah is referred to himself in different ways. And Allah is the Rabb of everything. Everything is his. In the skies it's Allah. In the earth it's Allah. Between there is Allah. Kul a'udhu bi rabbin nas. 
I seek the protection of the Lord of mankind, Malikin Nas, the King, Ilahin Nas, the Rabb, Min Sharril Waswas. So we're asking Allah's protection. And from who we're asking protection? From the devil. Who's the devil? Min from Shar, evil, Waswas. The one who whispers. Al Khannas who withdraws. So the devil, every time you remember Allah, he withdraws. Every time you become heedless, he comes in. Yeah. Why don't you just phone and just check on her if she's doing well? I mean, nothing. Just find out if she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just take a drive there also. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So he comes. He's whispering. No, I'm just, just, just to find out. I'm just, just. So constantly, he's making his attacks. Allah, save me from zina. Abu Huraira, you're 70 years old, you narrate 5,374 hadith, and you're asking Allah protection from zina? How can I say with relief when the devil is still alive and kicking? How can I say I'm over? And that time was so modest. Sharril waswas. Constant waswas. So now again, some people say, I get too much of this thoughts and everything. We got one is this OCD. That's another thing. Then you get like this IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. But then I got another one, IBS, internal battle syndrome. Everybody's fighting internal battles. Internal battle. You're comforted, yeah. What they think here? What they said about my son? What they said about our house? What they said here? He's got this IBS, internal battle syndrome. One is IBS, internal, you know what, stomach condition. I'm not talking of that one. I actually suffer IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And sometimes they make this syndrome, they make it into disease, IBD. Allah grant afiyat. In sharril waswas, from the evil of the khannas who withdraws. So every time you become heedless, oblivious, you give a niche for devilish infiltration. And he comes, he sets, and he drops. Ya do this, ya go ya, ya make a lie. Ya you can masala, ya you can do this ya, write this out, go ya. He keeps on whispering those things. Who comes and whispers and injects the thoughts in people, whether the devil be minal jinnati nas, whether he be from the human kind or he be from the devil kind. So the the devil uh, from the jinn kind is the devil that we all know, and the devil from the human kind is the nafs. Sheikh Izzuddin ibn Abdul Salam has written this in his uh, monograph Al Fawaid fi Mushkilat al Quran. That what is reference to the devil from the humankind? We're asking Allah protection from two devils. The devil from the jinn and the devil from the human. So the devil from the human is our nafs. And the ulama say the nafs is so evil that the devil became the devil after he refused to prostrate. But what made him the devil? His nafs. I mean, whenever you do something, you say, hey, kasam, shaitan got me. But who got shaitan? That time there was no shaitan. So his nafs got him. So the nafs is very evil. Nafso shaitan ne milkar mujku kiya taba. Eh mere mola, meri madad kar chahta hoon me teri pana. That this nafs and shaitan together, they've just destroyed me. Provocation from here, incitement from here, indoctrination from here, injection from here. And sometimes you can see that force coming, right? I speak to youngsters recovering from drugs. The brain is saying no. The iman is saying no. Your sanity is saying no, but your hands are going into the pocket, taking out the key, and you drive into the drug merchant. Everything in your body is saying no, but the extent of the addiction 
is swallowing your sanity to such a level. You, you knowing it's no, you knowing it's no. There's a brother and I just cry out of gratitude to Allah from New York. He came for a talk of mine in Toronto and uh, he drove nine hours and he says, I just want to come and tell you, it was a Saturday night, I was going to a club and I was having this back and forth thing. And while I was going, somebody sent me a lecture of yours. And I said, I don't want to listen to this now, man, because I need, I'm going to go to the club. I need things to, you know, music to, 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 to incite me more. But I just owned it. And as I started listening, I started seeing the effect and I started tearing. And Allah is my witness. I got there and I turned around and I went back. And I prayed that I must meet you one day. And I've driven nine hours to come and tell you, may Allah bless you. And I said, I can only thank Allah. That is his doing, how he intervened and how somebody sent you that club. This is all credit to Allah, nothing to me. So whenever you turn to Allah, then the devil withdraws. And whenever you become oblivious, become oblivious, then you allow for that gush and that force to come. And you start seeing yourself going deeper and deeper. May Allah protect us. May Allah bless you all. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Sayyidina wa maulana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukru kulluhu wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluhu wa ala niyatuhu wa sirruh Allahumma la nuhsithana an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik Allahumma ja'alna min ahli al-Qur'an alladhina hum ahluka wa khasatuka birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin Allahumma taqabbal minna wa minhum khatma al-Qur'an وتجاوز عنا ما كان فيه من خطأ أو نسيان وما كان فيه من تحريف أو تغيير أو زيادة أو نقصان اللهم ارزقنا بكل حرف من القرآن حلاوة وبكل كلمة كرامة وبكل جزء جزاء اللهم اجعل القرآن العظيم ربيع قلوبنا ونور أبصارنا وجلاء أحزاننا وذهاب همومنا وغمومنا وقائدنا وسائقنا إلى جناتك جنات النعيم اللهم اجعل القرآن حجة لنا ولا تجعله حجة علينا اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من كل شر ما استعاذك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان عليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلامنا على المرسلين الحمد لله Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Coast. Coming through and blessing this gathering. Inshallah, the khatam of the Quran has taken place. And like in a month of Ramadan, when we complete the Quran, we start the Quran again. The tafsir will continue. And the tafsir will start again. I don't know, Mulana Fayyaz, Mulana Fahim, you guys on Imamat, we're starting tomorrow morning. Uh, inshallah, tomorrow morning it will start after Fajr. And ma for the sarcasm, but after Fajr means that salah that we read early in the morning. For those that forgot sometimes, you know, Ramadan is quite far away now. It's about five weeks away. So please, brothers, as Mawlana also made the plea, let us try to avail ourselves uh, and come here and be part of this tafsir, inshallah. Then we will appreciate the khatam when it does happen in the next six years, inshallah. Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7.